Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 663 with a review of Army of the Dead. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we are talking about the latest film to drop on Netflix, and that is Army of the Dead. Um, this is a zombie heist film. Um, so to start this episode off, I have a question for you, Stephen. Hit me. Let, let's pretend you were a man who was strapped for cash, and I offered you, uh, I don't know, like $50,000, $100,000, some, some, some amount of money to participate. Quick hundred thou. Yeah, uh, to participate in a heist with me. Then we did the heist, and when I opened the vault, there was just more cash than you've ever seen in your life. If you were like a killer with guns... Mm-hmm. And you realize that you had been paid a very small amount to get all this cash you saw in front of you. How would you feel about the deal, the arrangement that we had made in that very moment? Right. Well, so the one unknown is who hired you to get the money and how much are like how much of it is going to them. But if the scale of cash in the safe were enormously off i would be very suspicious and probably aggravated and i certainly would not just make it rain (laughs) with the dollars and celebrate (laughs) how much money there is just in general (laughs) yeah it definitely like you know mild spoilers for this film a person is hired to put together a team and much like uh people in the fast franchise uh they care more about family (laughs) than about strangers and uh, they offer the family a, a, a sum of money that's much greater than than some people who are arguably more important than themselves in the role that they play in this heist that's going to happen. And I just thought it was interesting that, A, nobody tells the person who hires them, like, hey, by the way, we're keeping most of the money, so don't talk about the amount of money that we're getting the whole time. And yeah. it's not. It's, it'd be one thing if, like, you know, let's pretend like somebody hired you to steal a USB drive from a lab in a building, right? You don't know how much that's worth. So if somebody says, right. I'll give you $100,000. You're like, that's a lot of money. I'll take it, right? Like, no, like you, you just go for it because you don't know how much that is worth. And if it turns out that the USB drive has like a thousand Bitcoin on it or whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe, maybe you're like, oh, uh, that math is wrong. But for you, you're stealing a USB drive. You don't know what it is. Right, you want to obfuscate think, it somehow. This shows the receipts, and that would be tough to work around with a rowdy crew. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, 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 you know, a lot of times in other types of heist things, you say, I want X amount of dollars from this safe, but there's probably more than that. And whatever, like, your job is to get me the $200 million that I want, and anything else is yours for the taking, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like Aladdin, right? Just bring me the lamp. <laughs> You can have yeah. the rest of the treasure. But, uh, if that worked out great. <laughs> I mean, it worked out all right for some people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, hey, capitalism, somebody's got to win. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that, was just, that was just an interesting thing that I kept thinking about the, this whole movie. And I was like... Yeah, I could not stop thinking about that throughout the movie. And particularly whether someone was going to squeal and like say the number. Partly because the boss is involved in in the event yeah and it feels like multiple times they have conversations where said 
boss representative is referencing how they are going to get a lot of money. And I kept waiting for him to say the number and then everyone to riot. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there, there's even I'll, I'll call them a tag along person <laughs> to the group who at one person's like at one point in the, in, in, in the show in the movie is like, hey, I need to talk to you. I don't care about millions of dollars. <laughs> and right. I was like, are you not in earshot of the rest of the crew? <laughs> Like, yeah. what's, what's going on right here? Um, but, you know, whatever. That That's not... This wasn't our army of dollars. This was army of the dead. Um, so right. I guess it, was, it wasn't important to to what was going on here. Yep. I it, That bothered me as well. So I'm glad we, we both have that same instinct. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I'm sure that won't be the only thing that bothered at least somebody on this nope, uh, call. No, that's the right only now. one. <laughs> only one. Uh, but what do you say, Stephen? We get into this review. <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Army of the Dead, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make $50 million on a warm summer's evening? On a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Think about it. Everything we did, all those people we saved. By the way they held their eyes. Look what he does. You don't mind my say. But what if? I can see you're out of age. What if just once? We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. If you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play right. What the... They're not what you think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. Alrighty, 
so that was the trailer for Army of the Dead. Um, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, this is a zombie heist film. So basically, uh, this zombie outbreak happens, but it was able to be contained to, to just Las Vegas. Uh, the government has decided that it is going to nuke Las Vegas. And uh, somebody who is either like the owner of a hotel or something, somehow connected to the hotel industry, knows that there's $200 million in the bottom safe of a hotel. Um, and that is basically free money because the insurance company has already paid out for that money. And if they can break into the quarantine zone, the zombie area within um, Las Vegas, steal that money back, they can all go home rich and sounds good. So ragtag group of people um, who all have at least some skill in killing <laughs> uh, group up and go on a little uh, stroll into a zombie infested uh, Las Vegas to try to earn some good old hard cash. Uh, Stephen Miller, <laughs> what did you think of Army of the Dead? First, I just have to get off my chest that zombie heist in German would be the zombie's name is. So I just imagine Dieter <laughs> saying like, der zombie heist Zeus. <laughs> just going to get that out of the way up front. Don't have to make the joke again later. It's done. We did it. It's done. There you go. What did I think of Army of the Dead? Um, I thought the opening of Army of the Dead was great, um, meaning like the opening credit montage type thing that happens yeah. over Vegas, cutting forward through time, introducing us to many of the characters, doing a whole lot of exposition very quickly and effectively. Uh, and I focus on that because the rest of the movie I thought was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not dog shit. That is that is mean. There there was enjoyable enough stuff. Like it was like slowly moment, decaying co corpse. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the movie is slowly decaying. Like it offers a lot of promise. It is clearly going to be a fun gore fest. When the heist is set up, you're like, all right, I'm ready for it. I know what is going to happen. I'm ready for the twists and turns. This is going to be good. And I feel like it just slowly chips away at everything that would have made it fun uh, in a way that I find very strange. Um, I'm going to start with a thing that I would never nitpick in a Zack Snyder movie and talk about the visuals. I, visually, I found this movie baffling. There is this weird blur or out-of-focus effect that just happens at random moments throughout the movie so, in a so way <laughs> not only to hide Tignataro. Like, that was my first thought. <laughs> But so so I'm guessing you didn't watch the 30 minute like making of documentary no. that was also on Netflix. So there's literally a section of this where he's like, my favorite lens that I shoot with my Leicas were these Canon dream lenses that I got off of eBay. It was made, I believe, in the 1960s by a Japanese lens maker and then rebuilt them in these cinema housings. Part of the thing I love about them is there's a lot of flaws, the bokken and the whole look is so outrageous and crazy that I just had to make a movie that way. None of the two lenses are the same. It really gives this incredibly organic and sort of beautifully soft look that I thought was a great contrast to this incredibly hard, unapologetic zombie film. And I just felt that those two make a beautiful marriage. The team that have to like deal with me saying no stop ever have risen to the challenge and done an amazing job. The movie's way more in focus than I thought it would be. Okay, <laughs> that explains that explains some of this. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it looked good. It, it looked it looked very digital to me, which is also not a thing I normally say about Zack Snyder. And what I mean by that is like, uh, so the big story going into this movie was that Chris Delia 
was cast and then, you know, sexual abuse and assault allegations came out about him and he was digitally removed from the movie and replaced with Tignataro. And the build up to that was like, wow, they, how did they do that? They replaced a whole character. <laughs> this person was in the cast and it has never even met the cast members and she filmed everything later crazy and then you watch the movie and it's like oh i get how they did it it's because no one feels like they are next to any other person ever during this movie <laughs> um and that isn't only visually it's just plot wise like no one interacts in a way that feels real there is strange character growth moments that just get skipped altogether, or they get condensed into a random conversation apropos of nothing that never goes anywhere and it is bizarre to me that this movie is two and a half hours and it feels rushed and full of holes because th there was plenty of time to make a real movie you know arguably they could have done it with like one less hour and still made a good entertaining zombie movie and instead like not only is it bloated but it it misses a lot of the basics i feel in terms of motivating the characters giving us some fun making sure the action stays fresh having people interact with each other in a meaningful way um having certain characters that most of the movie is spent looking for just disappear at the end <laughs> um in a helicopter <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff that we can that we can talk about and it just it it felt like Zack Snyder wanted to make a throwback zombie action movie and the opening and the opening montage and the like initial build up 20 minutes or whatever i can totally see what he's going for i get it i get the fun and then he like avoided every Zack snyderism like he didn't give us the big epic action scene he didn't give us the big battle he didn't give us the resounding heartfelt themes he like it's like weird cynical like undercutting his own movie Zack Snyder and I'm I was very confused by it and I don't I don't really understand why this movie is what it is <laughs> yeah so when, when the when the trailer first dropped for this like a few weeks back or whatever it was I was like yeah I'm in for this this is gonna be great I'm gonna have fun with this um and I think that there is some fun to the film right like it's it's not it's not really trying that hard but it actually it's got some humor in it like the characters like sure. each of the characters you know it's a little funny I'm okay um, with Dieter I'm fine. He's basically, you know, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash again, but I like him. He's German this time. That's fun. He's different. Yeah, He's a like, different I, kind of quirky. I, I really like the German lockpicker. I, I really, really like Tig Notaro. Um, like, I can't imagine what the, the film would have been without that character in it. Um, mm. But but yeah, I mean, I, I, to, to me, one of the interesting things that this film does is flip the script on the idea of how big the zombie apocalypse is, right? Like, in mm. most things... The humans, the safe zones are small contained places and you leave the shelter of your home and you go out into the world where zombies are and do whatever you're going to do. I kind of like the idea of like somehow the outbreak happened and they were able to build a giant wall of shipping containers to completely trap the zombie apocalypse into one city, basically. Um, that that obviously, you know, that's a that's a pretty like in, in video game parlance like there's a lot of like invisible walls you're creating to to sure. to make the level design very very small for this video game that you're creating um but but i actually enjoyed the idea of that right like there being like this distinct zone where zombies exist 
the zombie ape outbreak happened a while ago, so you don't even know how many zombies are sort of alive and kicking in that space. You're just sort of like, it's maybe scary to go in there. And the idea that like, I, I do believe that lots of people in the surrounding areas would be plenty happy to try to sneak in and try to rob casinos because obviously there's a shit ton of money in casinos. Yeah. So especially given how long it's been since the outbreak, because um, they, they, they constantly mention like, yeah, there might be some walkers in there, but like you don't really know what you're going to see until you go in. So it's obviously right. dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as it was day one, day seven, day 14 of the outbreak. It's like they, they could be all sleeping. They could be doing whatever. Like you don't know what's going on. So like that sets up a really fun play environment for what they're going into. And obviously it's a heist film. I love me some heist films. It would be great yeah. if this was like, you know, planning, putting together a team, uh, executing it, on the plan. It, it is a great setup and a great premise. I will give it all of that. It, it is yeah, set yeah. up to be so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think what you get is a lot of pieces that don't really, really amount to anything. You, you talked about this film not having that big action set piece that like would, would make you think of a, a Zack Snyder thing. Um, I, I want to I wanna talk about something, minor spoiler for this film, um, but I, at least I'm saving somebody who hasn't watched it yet, who is waiting for something to happen. There is a Chekhov's gun of sorts in this film, and it is... Chekhov's rain cloud, which never comes mm -hmm. there when they first make their way into the the contaminated zone where the zombies are. There's just a bunch of dead zombie corpses everywhere that are just like in the sun baking. And somebody makes a comment and uh, the coyote uh, lady, <laughs> she says something yeah. like like, uh, yeah, they blah, 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 something in the sun. She's like, you should see them when it rains. They all come back to life. And I was like, all right the end of yeah, this movie it's gonna fucking start raining and these things like all these things it's gonna turn into world war z because the rain is gonna wake them up spoilers it never rains in this movie mm -hmm. <laughs> there is characters make it rain in a safe <laughs> but that that's the only rain that happens yeah 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 um but like that that sort of thing where it's like you cannot set that up at the beginning of your film and not pay that off i don't know if this is a thing where it's like like somebody they were like making the movie as they went and then the studio was like or netflix was like wait wait how many zombies do you want to animate? Nah, we didn't give you that much money. Screw it. You changed the ending of this film. <laughs> like, right. like, who knows what's going on? But like, the fact that that's like set up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for it to rain. I can't wait for it to rain. <laughs> um, but it doesn't rain. Um, also, instead of the... Well, I guess technically there is the go out and recruit all the people I know for my team. But when you see them... They're all trying to do like the John Wick thing where it's like, right. I threw away the killer thing and I buried all my shit. Let me, let me grab my hammer, bust up my floor and then pull out my, my gold coins and my guns and stuff. But it's like, why did you just bury your shit in the desert? Like you're not a criminal mastermind. You're just somebody who helped during the pandemic. You don't have to go. Yeah. You don't have to go dig a hole and bury your giant saw in a thing in the ground right like, like i didn't understand why it was like they all have secret lockers they hid all this stuff away it's like you got a freaking medal of freedom or whatever for helping civilians when there is a zombie apocalypse and then you like went into hiding and i i i, I, some, I didn't i didn't get what was going on there we already talked about uh, <laughs> we actually talked about the the silliness of everybody 
some people trying to get millions of dollars and trying to pay other people less than millions of dollars. Um, so we already talked about Sanity to cover it. I think that like, there's lots of stuff in this film that is just kind of like, when you think about it for a moment, you're kind of like, hmm, it doesn't really seem fully thought out or make sense. And it's not building to a, a great plot. Um, that being said though, like the, the action scenes are a little over the top in that like everyone is perfect headshots constantly. And like there, mm-hmm. there's, there's just, you know, whenever he's knifing people in the head, that's kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> like, like there is, there is some fun action in this film, but I think overall it doesn't lead to be a memorable zombie f- film for me. Um, which is why it's not going to stick with me after we're done recording this episode. Um, but I, I do think it is fun. I have definitely seen a lot of the hate for the film. I did not mm. hate watching it. Um, I don't think it's great, but I, I, I don't like, like it's bad, but it's also fun. And I kind of yeah, forget so that, it for that being That is bad. interesting because I, I wasn't super following the Twitter discourse, but what I saw was mostly positive or begrudgingly positive about the movie of at least it being like dumb fun, you know? And I don't know if, again, maybe I was just in the wrong, like, headspace when I watched it, but I not only didn't find it very fun, I found it, like, bafflingly incomplete and not a movie. Like, I it, <laughs> I feel like the movie, you know, he gathered... I, eh, I, I don't want to get... We can do some spoilers, because I need to rant about something. Uh, okay. So we'll do a spoiler section. But I feel like he gathers his team, they enter the place... There is one set piece involving uh, characters who are sleeping that is like, all right, yeah, I get what this movie is. And then the rest of the movie is just complete nonsense, not in like a fun way to me, but just disjointed and characters are breaking off and doing their own thing. And like none of them really pay off and they seem to be referring to conversations that we aren't privy to and people just die immediately like i found it very baffling culminating in an ending not talking about the more like epilogue but i mean like the emotional ending of the movie that was just like what the fuck am i watching i i really found this movie to be very strange and fragmentary in a way that felt like Zack steiner wanted to subvert every trope so much that he forgot to make a movie out of it. Um, <laughs> but it, like, like I would be happy to feel that it was dumb fun. Like that, that's fine. I, you know, I don't care about the motivation of like, you know, a million dollars versus 200 grand or like, why did certain zombies behave a certain way? Like I just want it to be a fun shoot 'em up. And it, it is weird to me that this did not feel like a Zack Snyder zombie movie. That, that is what I can't explain. It just felt very off to me. Yeah. Also remind me in spoilers to talk about, um, the sci-fi element that is like winked at <laughs> in the probably safe. jokingly but then if you look on twitter there's a bunch of people being like dude he blew your mind didn't he <laughs> um, i mean it, it's clear that he's trying to do that but i don't think he blew anybody's mind like yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later um we'll talk about it you, you did sort of just reference um why i forget exactly your wordings but you said something about like some zombies acting one way and some zombies acting another way um I think, I don't know, I don't know how, how much we can talk about it before spoilers, but there are shamblers and there are alphas. Um, mm-hmm. They behave differently. Um, yeah, this it, podcast is hosted by two shamblers, <laughs> just, to, just to get that out of the way. <laughs> but but there, there's an idea that 
some zombies, when they attack a living creature, they can make them into a shambler. Other zombies can attack a human or a creature and make them into an alpha. The question is, basically the, the Adam and Eve question, right? <laughs> like, like, which came first? So, yeah, well, yeah, so it, well, not, not even which, because we, we know which came first. We know the alpha came first. But if the alpha makes alphas, where did all the shamblers come from? <laughs> so I think there's something above alpha, which is like, there's the Alpha Alpha, the Zeus. I believe that is the character name. Though I don't think it's mentioned in the movie, but IMDb calls him Zeus, so I'm going to roll with it. Um, and Zeus can create Alphas, and Alphas can like only create lesser beings, like Shambler. So, <laughs> I keep so, wanting to say Shambler. <laughs> Are you my word for Joey or a Shambler? <laughs> so, so the question is... When, when Zeus first is unleashed, right? Who made Zeus? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, Zeus is clearly some sort of like military experiment or something, right? Um, my question is: the first person he attacks, that person became an alpha, but can't reproduce alphas. Right. That is my theory. Every and then alpha Zeus came from Zeus. And then Zeus stopped killing people, and only. Zeus uh, only alphas kill people moving forward no because there's more alphas like zombies are zombies bring prey to Zeus so he can create more alphas like we you know spoilers we see this happen in this movie (laughs) Um, so so he's basically just too chicken to go out and actually find people on his own (laughs) yeah at at this phase I think so the question is I feel like in the opening montage of the movie, not everyone is a shambler. So how did Zeus initially create his army? Maybe it's like Zeus Zeus creates alphas and then it gets diluted and there's like alphas and there are like less alpha and less alpha and then eventually <laughs> you get shambler. Maybe it's a continuum. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, Stephen. I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Or maybe Zeus just went on a killing rampage at the beginning of the movie and made a lot of alphas at the beginning. I, I could buy that. You know, there, there is one thing, like having lived through a pandemic for the last year, it, it sort of made me rethink about zombies um, mm-hmm. at, as like a legitimate pandemic. And I realized that like z- zombies don't make sense, right? Because like coronavirus, right? It... It puts these particles in your respiratory tract so that you can try to spread them to other people by exhaling them, basically, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not, like, making you aggressively go out and attack other things, right? You would think that, like, if this virus or whatever it is that makes people into zombies... Like, we're not even talking about this film strictly, just all zombie films in general, right? If it is some sort of virus or something that turns you and makes you aggressive, wouldn't the zombies also attack each other? Like, why would it make you only seek human flesh of the living and once once done why would you why wouldn't you want rotting flesh (laughs) well no why why wouldn't you fully consume the things that are living right like because the why why are you just tearing through them yeah like you basically bite them and then they get turned like there's no food source for massive populations of zombies like if if there were Mm -hmm. a zombie outbreak in a in a town 
or an apartment complex. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you would think that eventually everyone would starve because there's no food for the zombies because everybody's just taking one bite of something and then letting it turn and not actually consuming it. So it's like, I never yeah. really, like I never really thought about it because I was too busy, like thinking about other things, but now having lived through a pandemic, I'm like, how does this virus work? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what I don't know, I know the, the phrase is the zombie, you know, eats brains. But I feel like the zombie wants to kill. The zombie wants blood. But that might not be hunger in the sense of, like, I need this for sustenance. It might be, like, a desire for fresh blood. Like, yeah, I mean, prefer... there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a line in this film where a character says, it's not the meat, it's the heat. Uh, yeah. So, so it's like they're attracted to warm-blooded things. But it still doesn't explain why they don't fully consume their victims. Because, you know, you would think running around like they do, you'd burn a lot of calories. <laughs> You need mm -hmm. to do some more intake, right? Yeah. No, it's. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there are things in my own life that I can't think of now where, like, I could eat all of one thing, but instead I, like, eat a little bit of a bunch of things just because I want <laughs> I want the variety. I don't know. I think zombies are gluttons. I think we can, we can say that. But it's like, imagine getting, like, a San Diego burrito and just taking a bite out of the center of it and then just putting the burrito down and walking somewhere else. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's and amazing. then that Brio gets up and murders other people. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that, that sounds great, to be honest. <laughs> I think, like, the only thing that keeps us from doing that is some sense of, A, price, <laughs> and, B, not wanting to waste. But I think zombies are not eco-friendly. I think they don't care about wasting. I think they just want that first bite over and over again. But not from the same corpse <laughs> or not from the mm. same living person. No, I mean, once it's tapped, then it's like, yeah, maybe the neck blood is the best part. Like <laughs> there's the one bite that they really want. And the rest is just like, whatever. I got or, I got the lobster tail. What am I doing with the, the rest? Or uh, zombies also hate the sound of chewing. And when they get their first bite and then all the other zombies take their first bite and they all realize the other people are chewing their same body and they go, oh, I don't want any of that. Yuck. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what if, what if like, <laughs> this is a bad example. I was, I was trying to think of things that we eat where we only eat a little bit and then toss the rest. I was going to say like, what if shrimp talk about us this way where they're like, why would they just, <laughs> what's wrong with my tail? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or crawfish, maybe like things where you just like take a little bit and then like a ton is left on, left on the table <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like, why would they do that? There's wouldn't they finish all of it first? This is the the worst version of that movie, The Platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say one more thing that I did enjoy. Uh, I think I mentioned that I like the coyote character, but I like that she's basically the the raptor trainer from Jurassic Park. Where it's mm -hmm. like it's like she knows how the raptors work, and uh, you got to follow her directions, otherwise you could get killed. Um, I thought that was like a yeah. fun a fun person to have in in this little video game that we were watching. Yeah, no, I get love. I enjoyed the promise of the coyote character. I don't <laughs> think the reality of the coyote character is fun for long enough, but I, I enjoyed what she represented. Yeah, and like it's kind of hard for me to complain without going into spoilers. Uh, like one thing I'll say is Zack Snyder isn't great at dialogue. I think we know this. I think we we are aware that human beings talking to each other is not really what he is best at. Um, this movie, I think has some of the worst dialogue I have heard in any Zack Snyder movie, 
which is all the dialogue. <laughs> like, there are multiple, like, heartfelt asides between characters, uh, a father-daughter, perhaps, or maybe former lovers, or even non-heartfelt asides, like conversations between a coyote and a guy who is hired to, like, be nearby and watch them for reasons that they don't understand. And every time two characters ha talked for a length of time in this movie, I, I again had the uncanny Valley feeling where I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? Um, especially when it comes to the father daughter dynamic in this movie, I like, I couldn't tell if the movie was trying to be like hyperbolic and over the top and making fun of a thing, but I felt like it was taking their relationship to be deadly serious the whole time in a way that is undercut by the dialogue being really shitty. Um, and like, I don't, I don't want to be rude. Like I understand Zack Snyder has a lot of understandable feelings about like fatherhood and parenthood and meaningful yeah. relationships. And like, he puts a lot of weight in that and I get it. And I think the Snyder cut does that really well. Like, like I think that understands how people look to parents and stuff like that. But this movie, with everything being so irreverent and kind of like fun shoot 'em up and characters dying on a dime, you know, it felt really weird to me how it tried to inject melodrama in the middle of it. Like something felt very off about that equation. Yeah, like I, I don't think to me it it didn't bother me that it tried to inject it. What bothered me is how briefly it tried to inject it. Like mm -hmm. this is a two hour, two and a half hour film. That's that's a that's a that's a good that's a good length of a film, and yeah. it. All these scenes you're talking about are maybe like two and a half minutes. <laughs> so it's like mm -hmm. the scale and proportion going on there is is just not correct. Like you mentioned uh, the 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 you know the, the zombie uh, the sleeping zombie forest. <laughs> like that scene is probably like half an hour of the movie. <laughs> right. It feels like it goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could have cut that maybe a tiny bit and had more time to to show off the relationship between different people if you want to actually connect them in a way um but but yeah, I, I, yeah. in the end i think this film is is trying to have some of that that in there but is also trying to have fun with that like like you you mentioned the like times where it's like two characters are talking together and like it's as if none of the other characters are with them as they have this conversation there's even a joke in the film um in one of the scenes with Tignataro where like she's like hey i want to talk to you about the deal we have going on uh maybe some of these people aren't as important um you guys can't hear me right now, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. there's like there's like a, like a, like a, it's like a joke that's understanding that only those two are having this conversation, even though you can see the entire rest of the cast standing behind right. them. And I feel like that can't be an accident, right? Like it's definitely on purpose. Yeah, L like am I missing some grand joke where the whole movie is a video game and these are all like characters in like cutaway scenes and like they're not meant to behave as a group of people together? Like like I feel like there might be this big concept that i'm missing that explains why everything feels so stilted and glued together and not cohesive i mean <laughs> that would just lead to more evidence to the the safe the safe uh the, the thing you were talking about people on twitter saying like oh didn't it blow your mind like that mm -hmm. would just lead to to more of that if you wanted to go on we'll that see. path but we'll see we'll we'll yeah. talk through it yeah Cool. Well, yeah. uh, any last thoughts before we uh, get into verdicts and then into spoilers? 
artisan lobster rolls for a food truck sounds great. I'm into that. <laughs> I want I want it. I'm more into it than artisan grilled cheese that's been overdone. I think, you know, iterate on that plan. It makes sense. I, I like the growth in that one dimension in this movie. I, I still don't know why, but like lobster rolls out of a food truck sound like it shouldn't be a thing that you can do. Um, mm. I don't know why. Just, just fish from a truck. <laughs> it bothers me in a way. I trust it. I, tr- I feel like you could steam. You could, you could steam a whole lot of creatures in a truck like that. <laughs> That's true. Cool. Um, well, uh, we're going to have a spoiler segment in this episode. But as we said, we're going to close this episode out for the people who don't want spoilers first. So for now, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? I'm going pass with caveat. Like, th- there was fun to be had. You know, I think the fun was stretched out too much like the fun could have been tighter and there was not enough of it and it was not hung together by much but zombie forest fun opening montage fun building the team fun though the weird lenses kind of like threw me out of a bunch of those moments but still i get it there were things where i was like oh good i'm watching a Zack snyder movie this is cool i'll take it but on a whole i just feel like this was not a full movie there was something missing even though it was very very long and i found it to be baffling so caveat to my pass is you might have more fun with it than i did and like the there's enough there to be kind of you know mildly enjoyable for a netflix movie just nowhere near as good as i was hoping for and i was hoping for good in a bad way like i was not hoping for like masterpiece i was hoping for like a schlocky b movie like that was what i was in the mood for (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, to, to, <laughs> to somewhat echo what Steven said, I think I did have more fun than he did in this movie. Um, I didn't have that much more fun, though. I, I think that this film is silly um, in some good ways and in some bad ways. I think the story doesn't exist that much and all the actual character backstories and things like that don't really, really matter. But I think that the the action scenes are kind of fun in what they're doing. Uh, everybody's way too proficient at what they do. <laughs> like there's a literal scene where a character is doing like triple headshots and stuff like that yeah. for, for TikTok or whatever. Um, and uh, like, so, so I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough to bump it up to a wait for rental, uh, which is convenient because it's available on Netflix. Um, so mm-hmm. there you have it. That is our reviews uh, or our verdicts for army of the dead we're going to close the episode out now so Stephen miller and people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that uh people can find me at twitter.com slash s david miller or s david people can find me at christopher or twitter.com slash christopher you can find the podcast over at the spoiler warning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so on overcast stitcher apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found if you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning, facebook.com slash the spoiler warning, or instagram.com slash the spoiler warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoiler warning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Army of the Dead, so hopefully you're enjoying that. That music is going to fade up. Um, all the humans are going to die. <laughs> and then when it fades out, we will be the last shambler standing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to just take a bite out of these spoilers? Hell yeah. Neon flash, one arm band is crashing, all his hopes down the drain. Viva Las Vegas turning day and night time, turning night into 
All right, we are back. This is spoiler territory. It's the quarantine zone around uh, <laughs> this film, Army of the Dead. Um, basically, if you've breached the, the barrier of all the shipping containers, you are now in full-blown spoilers, and spoilers could just fly out of you from nowhere, you know, pop out, take a big old bite out of your neck, and turn you into a spoiler. So here we go. Steven, do you want to just jump straight into the time loop? <laughs> yeah, let's do the time warp. Let, let's go for it. Okay, so our, our our friends make it down to the the vaulted area. Um, there are two gates. One of the gates they have a key card that lets them through. The other gate they can't access because other people have tried to make it into uh, into the vault also. And it just so happens that all of those corpses that are left are wearing the same clothes that all the party members right. from this group are wearing, and. Uh, one of the characters is like, dude, yo, what if this is some sort of time loop and we've been doing this over and over and over again and we're just trying to get to the same vault? And uh, the film definitely visually tells you that that is exactly what is happening. <laughs> right. But only for as long as that monologue is happening. Yeah. yeah. And then nothing else about the movie would seem to justify or pay off in any way based on that premise. <laughs> yeah. Like if it were and true, it would mean that. The, this kid won the game on his second quarter. <laughs> like, yeah. Only one group has failed before because it wouldn't make sense to reset the loop and have uh, only the one set of bodies there, right? Unless, right? unless every person goes like, those bodies are scary. They're scaring us because they're dressed like us. Let's dispose of the bodies and then they die in the same spot that <laughs> those yeah. bodies were. Yeah, like I was honestly hoping... Again, again, I didn't take the time loop thing seriously. I felt like I took it as one of these weird meta jokes or riffs or whatever that Zack Snyder was doing where it dragged on way longer than I felt like it should have given the content or lack thereof. But I was like, okay, he's making a joke. Then this, you know, character, I think it's Vanderho, Vanderho, <laughs> the, uh, the chainsaw guy, he, he is just talking through it for like way too long. Uh, but that just felt like most dialogue in this movie. Like it goes on way longer than it needs to based on what it's doing. Um, but I did have a thought of like, what if this becomes us and they face off against zombie versions of themselves and like they start to realize that like it is like an infinite loop or whatever and the bodies that are piled up here are like all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like all, all that, of the bodies. <laughs> yeah, or at least a lot of them. Uh, and that brought me joy for a little while, but the movie didn't do it. Um, and Man, it, so that, the movie, I think, does nothing with the time. The time loop. Sorry, go ahead. That would be the greatest fucking movie that's ever existed. If like you go in and you're fighting in this zombie apocalypse, and then eventually at the end, the big reveal is that literally all of the zombies are is your party. And yeah. every time you've died, you've just been... I mean, it's basically like when you played the zombies mode in like any video game or like Halo, right? Where it's like right. there's one zombie and they kill you, then you switch and then everybody's on the zombie team eventually. Like that would be the greatest trick the yeah. world's ever pulled. Um, that would be fun. That's not what this movie is, though. <laughs> no, no. I was hoping it would be, but but it wasn't. Um, so I do just want to say the... Uh, if I can go outside of the movie for a second, on Twitter, there was a thread that I saw where someone was like, hey, you might have missed this, but 
was a character mentions it might have been a time loop the movie supports it and it shows like photos of the corpses and what clothing they're wearing and then photos of the characters as if that were like an easter egg and not like the text explicitly of the movie what the in your yeah. face <laughs> yeah um and all these like all these Snyder bros were like mind blown. Whoa, this is, this is crazy. And like when people would shit on it, they would be like, you just don't understand it. Um, and people started adding on like, yeah. And that would make sense. Why at the end of the movie, the guy who survives, he's clearly going to do the time loop and be the alpha. Uh, Cause he's even landing in new Mexico, but he's not, he's landing in Mexico city. Like that literally isn't even what is happening in the movie. Um <laughs> But there were there was a weird thread that I think was serious where a bunch of Snyder fans were talking about how like the time loop changes everything and holy shit, like you can't unsee it. Zack Snyder made his own tenet. Like yeah, yeah. there was a lot of that. <laughs> no, th- this movie takes place in the universe of Tenet. At the end, the guy's going to a turnstile that's in Mexico City. He's gonna get in it, go back in time, try to stop himself from getting bit, but then he dies, and then he's in the safe. <laughs> yeah. Also, like I like the idea of uh, uh, the the German dude throwing him in the safe to protect him from Zeus. Yeah. Uh, only problem I see is that that shit got nuked, right? I'm not wrong that like you don't want to be walking around a nuked Vegas. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in when he's in the hello when he's in the plane at the end. And he's like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. Better check my body for bites. I was like, nah, you should check your body for radiation burns because yeah. you're probably dying because your insides are melting right now. Um, so that is that is true. That's, that's another good point. Can we talk about Gita, um, who is the friend? Yeah. They, like I, I after watching the movie, I was so bothered by it. I searched to see if anyone else on the internet noticed. And of course, like the whole internet noticed but <laughs> that, that she was in the helicopter, but she never checks to see if she's in the helicopter. She's not like, I, I think part of the story. So it's so, okay. Gita is the character that Kate is trying to save. Literally the whole reason the finale of the movie happens is because Kate went off to save her friend and like Dave Bautista is going after her. Like, big chunk of the movie is devoted to this like righting the wrong helping her she's still out there somewhere we can get her she finds her there's like a zombie fight they run they all jump in the helicopter i watched this scene like four times because i was like what the fuck happened to this character they all go in the helicopter then there are shots in the helicopter she's not there she's not in the helicopter there's yeah. a not only is she not in the helicopter nobody else is acting like she's in the helicopter like kate is freaking out about her dad fighting zeus tignataro is flying she's just not it, nobody ever cares about that character ever again it is yeah. so weird to me it, it is very weird and i get probably there were shots with her that were cut out because she is sitting in the passenger seat and like changing Chris into Tig is like too annoying when there's a character in the foreground or whatever. I get it, but it is just another example of this not feeling like a movie to me. Like it felt like what, why am I not being told anything about what happened to this character? Like, did you think I would forget you devoted like a half hour of this fucking movie to saving this person? Yeah. Um, it was very weird. I agree. I also, I feel like 
the prom one of the fun promises of this movie too is that it is set in vegas and that gives you endless ideas for zombies for locations for gags you can do related to vegas and fighting an army and the movie does a good number of them in the opening montage you know it has like the burlesque dancers who are zombies it has like iconic things like the eiffel tower falling down um after the fact, you know, later in the movie, we get the one, the tiger from Siegfried and Roy's, um, you know, show and kind of nothing after that. Like, I feel like they don't really use the location in a fun way. Well, they, they don't have fun zombies. They go to like a made up hotel, right? They're not going into a real mm-hmm. hotel. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like once they're out of there, they're that's it. Um, they do, though, like commit one cardinal sin of like zombie films in general. And that's like, there's a shot in the trailer. You can see it. Uh, it's where they turn the power on for the casino and mm-hmm. all of the slot machines turn on and the music starts yeah. playing and all this stuff in any other zombie movie that causes a zombie rush. But in this right. film, everything turns on. They go, cool. That means the elevators work now. Let's go down to the safe. And they just go to that stuff. And it's not until yep. later when Zeus realizes that his, bride's head has been chopped off that they rush the casino i feel like you need that like that's the whole thing is is you turn on there's so much sound that everything goes like oh there must be people in there let's go eat them so that that kind of disappointed me too that it wasn't like like you need that drastic park like looks like we're back in business i just turned the power back onto the park and then the raptors come through the wall right like that's what you needed in that scene and uh you, you don't you don't get it while we're talking about the bride's head getting cut off, this again might be me just like having not paid enough attention. But I feel like the the coyote is with the dude Martin. I think is his name. They are casing the perimeter. I don't I don't remember what they're supposed to be doing as a team in that moment, but they clearly don't like each other, and they're together, and it comes up that he wants to like. Is there even dialogue with him telling her, like, help him kill the queen and she'll get something in return? Or is that only referenced later when she says, like, you told me if I did this for you, you would let them be safe? I yeah. feel like it happens out of nowhere and they forgot to have the initial dialogue. So it, it's it's clear that they are. So so he says, uh, me and the coyote will take the perimeter and they go out. You don't see the conversation, but when they're out there, they were clearly doing a thing together like she fires mm-hmm. the gun in the air the thing comes out like it's clearly a planned action that they're getting they're working mm-hmm. together on you don't know what that is until she references later so they, they might have cut a scene later uh, or cut a scene from earlier where they actually had that dialogue but i think you get enough context clues for like what's going on like basically he's the dotson if i can go back to jurassic park again mm. <laughs> he wants to get into the park and steal an embryo um or an egg or whichever yeah. flavor of jurassic park you want to go with um i just don't get why she doesn't kill him like she doesn't trust him from the very beginning if she clearly doesn't trust him through any of that scene why does she let him do the thing that will send a zombie apocalypse horde upon them when she clearly doesn't trust him and we know she doesn't trust him because she swaps the head out in the bag like preemptively <laughs> Yeah, well, she's she's definitely, she yeah. That, that that's funny too because when she when when you see her doing the Indiana Jones thing with the the money counter, I was definitely going like, oh, she's gonna like hit him over the head, 
and be yeah. like, nah, he's bad. Remember when everybody didn't trust him? I took him out. We're good now. But then, like, it's gone. I was like, oh, she must be, like, doing something with that because she didn't just hit him in the head with it. So that kind of lets me know that something's going to happen with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly how all that works. But I mean, this is definitely... that. That's why I still think that this story would have been better if they were stealing a specific thing. Like maybe there... Maybe when the outbreak happened, there was a weird tech conference that was going on and there was some CEO tech guru person of some company who was staying in that hotel and with him, he has a briefcase with some weird new technology on it that is going to be important to something, right? Like if it was stealing a, a thing, if, if it was... If, if this movie was basically Ronin, where a bunch of people are trying to get a briefcase and nobody knows what's in the briefcase, or if it was Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> like, like you know, it would have it would have fixed all the problems with how much money people are getting paid. It would have fixed like a bunch of different problems of what's going on, um, and it would have made it more of a thing where it's like, yeah, we have to go to this hotel, we have to go to the top floor and check all the presidential suites or whatever is up there, the penthouse suites, and try to find the room. And oh. Turns out he must have been downstairs playing cards when this was going. Like they have to search for the zombie right. that has the briefcase like shackled to his arm or something. Like you can make it more interesting and more of a hunt than like, all right, Coyote brings us in, shoots a thing in the air. We go over one hill. The casino's right there. <laughs> we go into yeah, the casino. Yeah, like, like the. It's like he made the level too easy. And then made it be like, like, I don't understand how the movie is two and a half hours long because I feel like it's shortcut, 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 shortcut. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of an odd combination. Though I, I do, I do really, really like though in the zombie forest, uh, the sleeping zombie forest scene that like when people start to wake up, she's just knifing individual zombies in the yeah. head and like slowly laying them down. That was so badass because, because yeah. everyone else just shoots zombies, which brings more zombies to you. Once again, the sound thing that I go back to with the, the slot machines and, and it's like nobody, it's like, it's like once the action happens, everybody's just like, no, we just shoot everything. That's how it worked. And also, they know they're attacking zombies. They know sound's going to be an issue. None of them have silencers. <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> like, not. Like, why would none of them bring silencers? Uh, anybody who's played a zombie yeah. game knows you got to have a silencer. Bows and arrows yeah, and don't. silencers. I don't get. I, I liked. I liked that part too of the zombie forest. Like I, I, I was into that part. I was even into Martin like throwing the glow stick in the wrong direction. Like that was a good. Like he's the bad guy. This is what the bad guy does. Move. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, I can't shake the feeling that this felt like, it felt like the other guys or something like it felt like a comedy that was like making fun of action tropes, but only in random moments. And then it didn't play comedically enough. Like, like when, uh, the girl is fighting through the zombie forest and we basically assume she's left for dead. Zombie video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she smashes through the window and you know is like shooting and everything like that feels like a comedy that's like ha, huh, cool fun but then she still dies anyway and then her death gets like a slow-mo kind of like oh no what happened but like i don't know the the formula just feels off for me the formula of what is funny and what is serious doesn't make sense and if she got a slow-mo why do i not know how gita died i think that really <laughs> bothers me <laughs> Like, I don't even know who she was. I think she was just a friend of, like, the guy who makes TikTok videos. Um, 
No, Gita was yeah. her friend that worked no, at not the... No, not Gita. The, the person who dies in the zombie forest. Oh, yeah. The one that, yeah, the one that dies Chambers in the zombie forest is yeah, definitely connected I to him. I think she's just somehow. his friend. I, I don't think we're introduced to her in the like growing the team section of the movie. Yeah, except yeah. for maybe she was like hanging out with the main guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird movie. Truth. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, does that do it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so grab something short, find the cover, kill the lights.